Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find on a Twitter petition poll. Oh, shit, it's not on Twitter, is it? Do you want to do it again? Start again. Professional, Claves. Think you're professional. The lackadaisical approach to this podcast is what makes this great. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find on a petition on a government-friendly website. The actual government website. Whilst that intro was quite shambolic, considering the episode is about Joe Hardy, I think it was nice that we managed to get through it without mentioning either Tom Hardy or the Hardy Boys. Maybe just did. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark disabled world. Hello and welcome back to Seesaw. We have a fantastic guest with us today. Before we jump into that, we'll just do a quick check-in. Selena, how are you? I'm good. I've got new pyjamas on. Woo! I'm sorry, we're not going to listen to your pyjama-based woes today. We've got okay. better things to listen to. No worries. Okay. Other than that, I'm fine. You, you did sound <laughs> slightly disappointed about that. Don't worry, we'll get to you in your pyjamas. God! Yeah. <laughs> Please, how are you, other than you know, cutting people's dreams to ribbons? <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually pretty damn stoked about this episode. I think it's going to be really good. Yes. So without further ado... Here is Joe Hardy. Hi, Joe. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Hope you're all right as well. Well, all good. good. And Selena's in the background. And I'm good as well. <laughs> there we go. So, to, to kick things off, Joe, are you happy to give yourself a, a quick rundown of who you are? I'm Joe Hardy. I'm a disability rights campaigner and... Um, some people call me a bit of an influencer, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Basically, I just tweet stuff about how much um, this government is doing dreadful stuff to disabled people and um, other other horrible stuff that they're doing. And people seem to like it. So, um, yeah. Well, it's, it's great to have you, Joe, and like you're fighting the good fight. That That's the most important thing. And, and like I said, you, you have got quite a, a following on social media. So whatever you're doing and yeah, you are getting getting the masses behind you which is fantastic i didn't start out with the intention of getting such a following that kind of just happened accidentally which is always i think that's better in a way when you're sort of growing organically rather than trying to force yourself on people which never really worked out i don't think because then it shows that you're really real and genuine about what you're doing the fact that it has grown to what it has is completely unexpected. Yeah, all, all credit goes to you, Joe. And like, it, it's obviously like your your genuine nature that have really sort of pulled people to you, and you you are doing some great things. And we're going to speak about one of those those great things that you're doing today. Yeah, and that is uh, the Right to Love campaign. Uh, you you had an article on Metro.com about this, and of course the sh- the show notes will have the uh, article for people to go and read for themselves, but of yeah. course we will talk about it today. So w- what is the, the Right to Love campaign and, and sort of how did it start off? Originally it started off in uh, all the way back in 2021 when I did the original one, which was basically that I'd watched um, Love is Blind in lockdown, as I'm sure a lot of people did, 
and as I was watching it, I know it sounds daft and cheesy, but I got to the bit where they were starting to, the participants were starting to fall for each other, and they couldn't see each other, and they were getting really emotional and mm. sort of developing a serious connection. I thought, you know what, I would like somebody like that in my life at some point. But then I remembered that when I'd uh, originally looked at the uh, rules for people on income-related benefits, that if they live with a partner, uh, their income would be taken into account when it came to calculating my benefits. So they would basically uh, have to take financial responsibility for me uh, if we moved in together which I don't think is fair on either of us. And I wouldn't be comfortable uh, asking somebody to do that, to sort of say, yes, I love you very much. Uh, I want to move in with you. But as a token of my love, you will have to financially support both of us <laughs> forever. Yeah. It's just, and even just saying that, saying it to you now, it just sounds so ridiculous, but that's the, that's the policy, basically. You say it does sound ridiculous. For those people listening, would you mind just briefly describing what your disability is? Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, I've got um, cerebral palsy. I was born very prematurely, so I've I was born with my disability, and I'm um, uh, a full time electric wheelchair user as a result, and uh, I can't. Um, transfer independently there's um a lot of things that i can't do independently you said um you you're taking benefits because you weren't working currently some yeah. people are going to ask you know they might say there's there's jobs out there for everyone like like work at home jobs and things like that is that something you'd be able to do or i guess what i'm asking is what yeah. is it specifically that might stop you from working basically one one things i have to do uh, in terms of answering the call of nature, shall we say, is I have a bag. And one of the things when I inquired about this initially, when I went for a meeting in terms of looking at the possibility of getting a job, I, I was told that uh, in terms of getting somebody to empty it would be problematic. And mm -hmm. then obviously uh, that would mean that if it then became full, I would be stuffed for the rest of the day and that would be very uh, detrimental there are other things as well but that's the main one that i can remember at the moment yeah and absolutely and it is it's about dignity as well isn't it it's it's it is it's not yeah. so much about like the actual act it's it's the dignity of it and of course sort of going back to to the campaign of course like it, so you've watched like love is blind and so you've seen this sort of like affection and, and love that people are getting for, for each other and of course you, you know, everyone wants companionship i mean there might, might be some people who aren't aren't interested in that but i mean what are the the current systems that are in place that sort of are are stopping that if i was to move in with a partner basically their income would be calculated uh, along with mine in order to calculate how much benefits i would get so even if even if I couldn't work at all, which I can't, but if I wasn't working, but they were working and they had £16,000 in savings and earned a certain amount, I'm not exactly sure what the threshold is, 
of money which meant they weren't eligible for universal credit that would mean that i wouldn't get any income related benefits therefore they would have all the financial power within the household so i would be completely reliant on them for money and financial support joe are you doing yourself a disservice and i say that in the sense that you've obviously got some written skills i mean you've been able to write an article for a national newspaper you're talking to us now on zoom i think you've got a lot to contribute personally yeah who is it that said that you can't work i i think you know you might have to work from home but yeah is is that yeah is that such a bad thing well might be something I i might have to um i might have to look into but it's it's just have to work out the practicalities and how because it's a bit difficult to sort of work work out what's what's out there and what's what's possible if you don't know where to start looking sort of thing if you know what i mean yeah 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 agreed absolutely and and i think that's where a lot of charities should definitely be putting in the the emphasis to to do that and spotlight those areas for for individuals and like cleve said you you are clearly talented um, we have to remember as well, people on employment and support allowance and universal credit. I think I read a statistic the other day that actually 40% people that receive universal credit are actually in employment. I actually used to receive employment and support allowance before my now husband moved in with me. And I am I was doing permitted work at the time, which you're allowed, as it says, it's permitted. Yeah, But I, I lost all of my benefit when he moved in because they took his finances into um, account obviously I I had an option there of him maybe not moving in with me but we were in love and I guess a lot of people will ask well surely if you love someone that much or they love you that much that they will take on this financial burden I'm not saying it's right I'm definitely worse off financially now than I was before yeah. even though I am working more well what do you say to people who say that for some people they certainly would do they certainly would do that and I've got nothing against people who decide that they can do that. but what my concern is is that people can say that they're more than happy to do that at the beginning but then that then may lead to resentment in the future if if the person doesn't actually realize exactly what they've what it is they've agreed to financially take on like looking after a whole other person in addition to what they did before we moved in together and the idea that it could lead to resentment in the future uh, and therefore the breakdown of the relationship would be wrong for the system to allow for uh, a breakdown of a previously perfectly healthy relationship just because of the fomenting of um, resentment about finances because one partner can't contribute. Mm. And it's interesting, isn't it? Like personal independence payment, PIP and DLA, disability living allowance, they're not means tested, whereas ESA and universal credit are, even though they are also related to your disability. Do you think that maybe the rules should be, it shouldn't be when you move in with someone, it's when you should get married? Uh, that would 
probably work because that is more marriage is more of a commitment than just moving than moving in with somebody i think that's when you get more of a what's mine is yours sort of that becomes more universally accepted than as soon as you move in then my money is your money isn't a sort of thing that a lot of people really think about when they just when they're starting out moving in together i've got a question if Let's say you start to go out with someone and you're both living in separate locations. Yeah. What's to stop someone basically moving into one location but then keeping their old house and just saying that they live there? I think as long as they can prove that they live and pay a mortgage or rent on their old house, then that would be okay. But I don't know what sort of checks people would do. I don't know if um, somebody would report that they're not live in there or whatever so but if right. they but the investigations in terms of for the dwp to work out uh, if you're living with a partner or not can be quite um stressful for the people going through it i mean there, there have been people who have gone through it just because they've been suspected of living with a partner even when they haven't been and therefore they've lost their money while they investigations being going on or they've been under so much stress and worried about what's gonna happen or if they're gonna have to go to court or whatever so it's a big risk to to do something like that although getting with somebody and then not cohabiting would certainly be an option but Hmm. then the problem then becomes is it really a permanent option i might find that it is but then the other person who uh, I still might love very much might decide that the only way we can continue is to move in together. But then if they're not prepared to then take on the financial aspect of what that would mean, then it just wouldn't work. And if we were moved in together and the relationship broke down and I or anybody else in the situation had to... um, move out and then reapply for their benefits as a single person there'd be no guarantee that they would get the same level of support that they got before yeah you're absolutely right i fully understand like for for where you're coming from and it is a burden and like when you had the financial side of things within a relationship to expect the financial obligation on top of what can already be sort of a certain degree of care component from the other person which they will ha- yeah. might, might do happily because they love you but of course then when you put the financial on top that can be a, maybe a little bit pushed too far joe let's say you're in a new relationship right yeah is it worth a shot give love a chance and all that shit what what, what would be so wrong with finding a girl partner and moving in with them you lose your benefits but let's say they're happy to uh support you financially for a while and then maybe the resentment does kick in but is it not worth to give it that first shot i mean it could be and i fully i fully get where you're coming from but then it's then if the resentment did kick in then what then comes after that it's just a question of how much of a risk do i want to take really which Mm. and i've Mm. I fully get that because mentally I in the last few months I've decided that love and companionship is actually something that I do really really want mm. in life whereas previously I was sort of thinking 
I can't ask somebody to look after me financially, so I'm, I'm going to try and uh, get the campaign off the ground first. But then a few months ago, I decided that actually that wasn't probably going to work. So I um, so that was what um, encouraged me to start the to have another go at the campaign because mindset sort of changed. But I thought that if I could have another go with my priest following on social media as well compared to what I had when I last did it, I could perhaps push it further than I managed to in 2021. And then with this and the Metro article, I feel like I'm sort of getting it out of the social media bubble a bit. Yeah. Um, more people are aware of it than had previously been because the thing with disability policy is unless people are directly affected by it, they don't know about all the real sort of stuff that goes on and the hoops we have to go through to get all the support and things that we need. And it really is a, it's a minefield that people don't really understand unless they're impacted. So it's important to get the message out there and tell them that it's not just we tell them we're disabled and they give us money. It's not, it's, it's not like that. The whole application process, the conditionality in terms of uh, if you move in with a partner and find love, it's just, it's all very complicated. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, my, my next question, Joe, with like, what you've been trying to achieve with your campaign, like, is this to, to change it so that things like ESE and other benefits, is this just for the disabled that you're looking for, or should this be like a blanket, well, like well, across I'm, all means tested? Well, I'm thinking, because uh, it doesn't, I've found out as well, it doesn't really just affect um, disabled people. It can also affect, uh, also has a great detrimental effect on uh, a lot of women and, as well who live in abusive relationships can be impacted quite badly with the partners keeping control of the money. And so they find it difficult to escape, to escape the dreadful situations that they're in. Mm. So my sort of aim would be to make means-tested benefits so that they're means-tested on the income of the person who's applied for them and not the partner that they live with. So that my income would be separate from my partner's income until we, until we married, because then that, w- that would be uh, different, as is sort of a accepted standard, I would say, when you get married. Usually combined finances are more common than in just cohabiting relationships. Absolutely, and, and I think it's a really good point there, and, and this is something that Selena mentioned previous like to us recording about things like abusive relationships. And it's like single mums as well, Selena, you were saying, who who have a lot of benefits tied up and potential partnerships that could upset the balance of things. Yeah, it's all well and good for single mums to get into to other relationships, but then you know that person's not just taking on that mum; they're taking on children that's not theirs as well should they be financially liable for all of that you mentioned obviously that you campaigned about this before back in 2021 Uh, I believe you got over 26,000 signatures which is amazing in itself yes (laughs) Um, and 
obviously after 10,000 signatures, the government have to respond. What, what was their response in 2021? Well, the, the response was basically, no, we're not doing it. Fuck off, basically. Uh, <laughs> but they basically said, yeah, dis- disabled people, uh, they, they can access um, uh, benefits based on, the, based on the savings. And you can also get PIP and DLA, which aren't means tested. Thing is, they're meant for completely different. They're, they're for a completely different purpose. Pip pays for to run my um, specially adapted car that we've got. So those benefits that aren't means tested are for a completely different purpose to the ones that are means tested. And I've heard, I've had people actually say, "Well, do, do you not get the non-means tested? So would you not be able to use that?" It's like, well. I do get them, but they're they're sort of tied up in other uh, disability-related things that I need, rather than just day-to-day household stuff. Yeah. And then, so, what's the goal this time? What are you trying to achieve by petitioning again? Well, I'm I'm hoping to get, obviously, more than the 26,000 I got the last time. Hopefully, I mean, this might be a long shot, but I... Hoping for the hundred thousand to get a parliamentary debate, and I think that with the disability white paper, which was a which is a whole other issue that was uh, came out a few weeks ago, I think that now is an opportune time to thrust the issue into the um, spotlight again and see where I can go with it because I'm I'm really passionate about it and it's I just think that people need to know about this because. People don't know unless unless somebody tells them because this isn't a thing that people look into unless they're directly affected by it. I mean, I didn't know about it until I had a, had a look when I watched Love is Blind and thought I really would like a relationship. And then I looked into it and thought, well, this is going to be rather difficult. Absolutely. It's a very tricky, tricky situation. And like the hope is that you'll you'll get that debate in in the uh, the House of Commons because we're I mean, speaking for from myself. I am a huge advocate of, of everyone should be means tested on their own income for many reasons, and this does transcend. But it's not just disability; it's it's abusive relationships, single parents. Uh, yeah. There's a multitude of circumstances where. This is an outdated practice, and as we've seen, there are benefits that are very much not mean-tested, like DLA, like PIP. DLA and PIP are means-tested, just not on household income. They're based on mm. your needs, aren't they? Yeah. Means-tested yeah. on needs. So, so it's a different metric, isn't it? So I'm strongly behind what you're trying to do, Joe. I mean, Cleves, Selena? I absolutely am too. I genuinely think for people who are claiming like ESA and... Uh, you see in various other things for the various people we've mentioned and others, it should be genuinely means tested, but on a single person rather than household. Yeah. And I truly believe in that. That is where I want to go with it because I really believe that based on the money that you've got personally should be what uh, calculates if you can get any benefits, not having to work out based on, another person who you happen to live with at the time. It's completely outdated, really, and it does impact a lot of women, I would say, probably 
more than men because men tend to earn more than women, I think, still in, even in these modern times that we live in. So I think mm. a lot of women uh, are really impacted by this. And I think it is rooted in the idea that um, society is not really, it was designed by um, non-disabled men, basically. Yeah. Like, rich white abled men yes. yeah 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 rich white abled men and so it wasn't designed for women disabled people and um poorer people and so all the um changes that are now sort of being proposed like trying to advance um the lives of disabled people it's just basically tinkering around the edges of a society that I think's structurally broken. Yeah, I'd just like to add, I am all for this as well. Hence, after I read mm. the, the article um, in the Metro, it really struck a chord with me because, like, yeah, this happened to me. And why didn't I mm. think at the time, this, there's something wrong with the system? It's great that you, you've brought this to the forefront and, you know, getting it out there. The thing is, even if it turns out that I, it ends up where I can somehow work in the future i'm not just doing this for me i'm doing it for every single person that this impacts so that we can really have a genuinely equal society where a person's finances aren't completely dependent on the finances of uh, another person because that's not equality it's not and it's not really what modern society should be, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I could, could not agree more, Joe, to be fair. And I should just point out as well, which I didn't put this in the article because um, I didn't have room, but this is, a, this is a global problem. They have the same policy in the US and Australia, and, and the, say, the justification is that um, the principle is, well, People can pool the resources and therefore they won't need to rely on the government. And I'm thinking, how can people pool their resources when one partner has all the has all the money and puts all the financial capital in while the other partner can't contribute anything? Mm. That's not pooling of resources. That's complete reliance and dependency. Absolutely. And with that comes a power balance as well. And that, yeah. that's a dangerous thing when you have a power balance. If someone holds all of the, the finances, it can strip you of dignity as well. And that, that's what leads to the potential for a, a relationship to become abusive if it wasn't abusive at the start. But then when you've got one partner, not only with all the financial power, but then if the resentment does build in, then that can then turn potentially into abuse. I'm not saying that happens in every circumstance because it quite clearly doesn't, but the fact that it is potentially there in some cases is just, it's another risk factor in terms of abusive relationships that doesn't really need to exist. Absolutely. So final question from me, Joe. If someone listening here wants to help out, what's the best thing they can do to help out with this great cause that you're, you're really pushing forward with? To be honest, the, the best thing that people can do, I would say, is, is sign the petition. And then if they haven't read the article, read that, because 
that goes into a lot more sort of logical thought than I've sort of been able to articulate here. It's sort of a lot more structured in terms of um, my thought process as I was writing it, so they can do that. And, um, yeah, the main thing I'm trying to do is raise awareness of, uh, of this issue and try and get that debate in Parliament because that's the only way we can change things is to get MPs to listen because at the end of the day, they're the only ones who can actually bring about the necessary legislative changes. And where can they go to sign the petition? It's on the, it's on the Parliamentary Petition website. Yep, and the links will be in the show notes below. So um, just scroll down or whatever app you're using, flip over to the show notes on Spotify, anywhere you're listening to, and there'll be a direct link to the Metro article from Joe, as well as the petition direct link. It'll take you straight there. It takes two seconds to do. Um, I did it earlier today. Just fill out your name, email address, postcode, done. So And tick tick that you're a British citizen, a UK UK resident. And make sure you click the confirmation email, otherwise yes. they won't count your signature. Yes. So, Slater Cleaves, any final thoughts, questions? No, that's good for me, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, nothing else for me. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure, Joe. And we, we will do what we can to, to help this great cause and like promote on, on our outlets as well. And of course, when there there's an update, when 100,000 signatures are hit, we will get Joe back because you know, yeah. we want to talk about that huge success and then what the next steps are when Joe's putting on like the fancy suit going down to uh, House <laughs> of Commons to uh, shout at MPs because I yeah. can't wait for that. But Joe, oh, it's been a pleasure. I know one thing. Yeah. What's the deadline? What's the deadline for everyone oh, yeah. to the, get their the, signatures in? The deadline is the 17th of August. Should have told them they've got a week. You've got one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so do it now. Like Lee said, do it now. Don't leave it until later. You'll forget. But Joe, it's been a pleasure and we will chat to you very yeah. soon. It's been a pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. And welcome back. I hope that you really enjoyed that chat with Joe. And as always, the links will be in the show notes. Uh, what Joe's looking to achieve is incredible. And and as you heard, we all agree with what, what Joe is trying to, to get done with the petition. So doesn't take long to do. Just pop down into the show notes, click the link, go to that website and cast your vote signature. Now who can't do it? Not so easy, <laughs> is it? Ah, Sign the petition. I've been humbled. Please, people. That's a pudding. I'd be apple humble. So until next week, please follow Joe on Twitter as well as us and keep it balanced. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. 
podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.